0: and filing false income tax returns. In other news, support from 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. President Trump's scheduled to head to Alabama. He will visit families in Lee County who lost loved ones in the massive tornado whose homes also destroyed. Alabama Senator Republican Richard Shelby revealing how he'll vote on the Democrats' attempt to block President Trump's declaration of a national emergency at the border with Mexico. I'm
1: gonna vote with the president and I'm gonna vote no on disapproval because I believe the president has some constitutional rights and some statutory rights to do some things in an emergency.
0: Shelby, a guest on Fox News, the declaration aimed at funding construction of the border wall. You're listening to USA Radio News.
1: step is yours. Call Consolidated Credit now. Call 800-406-0046. 800-406-0046. That's 800-406-0046. Consolidated Credit Counseling Services Incorporated, 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33313. Not a loan company. Licensed by the New York Department of Financial Services or by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation. Maryland DM19, Oregon DM80031. Licensed by the Virginia State Corporation Commission. License number DC32.
0: The Justice Department conducts the largest ever worldwide elder fraud sweep involving more than 260 defendants. USA Radio's John Clemens reports.
1: Many of the defendants are being charged with being involved in technical support fraud as the criminals trick victims into giving remote access to their computers. But it's a guise of getting financial information. Attorney General William Barr. This is a particularly despicable crime because it's a massive and
2: growing problem. And it's despicable because the people involved are vulnerable, and because of their stage in life, they don't have the opportunity frequently to recover.
0: House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy reacting to the anti-hate legislation vote on Capitol Hill, the House passing a resolution 407 to 23.
3: Do not make history right about our time with these two years that the most we've ever done is that we had to keep bringing resolutions to the floor to tell people anti-Semitism is wrong.
0: This is USA Radio News
4: at gravity we're proud to be las vegas's best rated sports park we bring the thrill of extreme aerial action off the screen and into reality with liberating physical experiences that are enjoyed by all ages whether it's our stunt fall ninja warrior course foam pits launch pads dunk basketball or many other amazing attractions visit 7350 prairie falcon that's 7350 prairie falcon or online at www.gravity.com
0: Hot flash. My personal summer is really a bummer. I'm having a hot flash. Menopause, the musical, the off-Broadway parody hit that will have you cheering at your seat and dancing in the aisles.
1: Presented by Tony Award-winning G4 Productions. At its new home at Harris, Las Vegas. Tickets on sale now at harrislasvegas.com
4: or by calling 702-777-2782.
0: I'm having a hot flash. Ooh!
4: It's time once again for the KSHB Spring Marathon happening March 7th, 8th and 9th. As the temperature rises, so do the hot deals at KSHB. Tune into this 3-day event and discover brand new radio shopping show businesses, pick up limited items and shop from our huge clearance list. Join us for special Facebook live shows during the marathon and special giveaways. The KSHB Spring Marathon happening March 7th, 8th and 9th on your home for the radio shopping show, KSHB AM 1400.
2: you're killing me smalls check it out it's jose v host of sudden death here on kshp every single thursday night co-host brian felman and i will be going back and forth giving you real sports talk conversation not that commercialized bs that you're hearing on every other radio station so check this out the name of the show is sudden death with me jose v and co-host brian felman every thursday night from 8 to 9 p.m here on kshp also streaming live on kshp.com
3: Whether you're looking to buy a home or refinance the home you're in, the Cardinal Financial Company is the first and only call you need to make. In one phone call, all your questions will be answered. You'll know exactly what mortgage programs you qualify for and what it's going to take to accomplish your home financing needs. In that initial conversation, we can determine your eligibility and generate a pre-approval letter, meaning you could be putting an offer on your next home the same day. Once in contract, you'll see why Cardinal Financial is known for impeccable customer service, a user-friendly process that practically does everything for you, and closing in as timely of a manner as any company in the industry. And just an FYI, when I'm not playing radio host, I'm in my office at Cardinal Financial as a senior loan officer waiting to hear from you. Call me personally at 702-342-8236 or email me at brian.feldman at cardinalfinancial.com and MLS number 116-225. Five eight. Cardo Financial Company, LP. Visit us at cardofinancial.com. NMLS ID 66247. Equal housing opportunity.
2: You guys could have just seen what we had going on right in front of me, But it doesn't matter Back at it on a Thursday night, 8pm This is Sudden Death I am your host, Jose V Coming to you live as always on KSHP Radio AM 1400 You can also listen to us live on all your mobile devices By downloading the KSHP app Go to the Apple App Store or the Android App Store as well Streaming live at KSHP.com Another cool way to connect with us and the show as well Facebook Live if you want to see what we look like Go ahead and hop on in there. Check us out, as always. Now, look, we have a great show on the way, guys, tonight. So I'm glad you're joining us. And, of course, the number, as always, if you want to give us a call, is 702-221-7283.
3: It's now time for tonight's starting lineup.
2: Oh man, yep. That is right. Tonight's starting lineup is brought to you by Anchor. Thanks to Anchor. They are getting all of our shows podcasted out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you haven't checked it out, go ahead and check it out now. Anchor.fm. Tonight, Brian, a little quick rundown of what we got for the show. We're going to give you our top topics of the week. A lot of talks about Bryce Harper, the scouting combine. Broncos making some moves as well. What's going on with the Lakers? What's going on with the Celtics? And second half of the show, we're also going to talk about the Golden Knights. Brian was in the building last night, checking him out. Got some good audio there as well. Not only that, UNLV running Rebels coming up against Colorado State. What's at stake for that game for the Rebels, especially moving into the Mountain West Tournament that we got coming up, Brian. With that being said, let's go ahead and start off with a little bit of our hometown guy. Like I said, Mr. Bryce Harper. He was in the media talking about... Some of the stuff that was going on with Mike Trout—is he recruiting? Is he not recruiting? He was asked the other day, "Is this really what you meant? Is this really what you wanted to talk about?" I had some
5: fun with the Mike Trout stuff the last few days, but um, MLB said they reached out to the Phillies and to the Angels. Has anybody reached out to you? Uh, they talked to me a little bit, not MLB or anything like that. Um, but you know, I guess uh, when that time comes and. Guys are free agents, and uh, we'll see what happens, but I don't know. But you still, you, you meant it, right? I mean, if I didn't mean it, I wouldn't have said it. You know, so. What was it, the equivalent of being called into the principal's office, so to speak? With what? Them saying, hey, don't do this. No, nah, I mean, I've never been called into the principal's office, so I don't really know what that means. <laughs> so, I'm not sure what you're trying to ask. So. Well, then, then, you know, baseball said, hey, we're going to look into this. Everything.
2: You know? Again, that was Bryce Harper talking to the media earlier today about his thoughts, about his comments about Bryce Harper. I mean, about uh, Mike Trout. Now, one thing I do got to say, I do apologize. I didn't even mention my producer. He's back in the studio tonight, Brian Feldman. Thank you, brother, for joining me. You were out last week because you were at the Golden Knights game. But you still gave us a call and gave us your play-by-play analysis of everything that was going on. So we do appreciate you. Before we get going with Bryce Harper, how's your day been going today?
3: Well... Wow, I, I didn't I didn't expect an applause. Jose, no, I, I gotta give you some but, props. I'm but I'll take about it, that. man. Yeah, uh, of course. No, man, it's going great. You know, we're uh, here in studio, long work day, and you you get to come back, kick back with Jose V and sudden death, and talk a little sports, a little Golden Knights, a uh, little UNLV, and uh, and Bryce Harper, man, just uh, making himself the bad boy of baseball, huh?
2: So here's the thing, man, we all know that there's, you know, tampering and people say that you can't talk about certain players when certain players are under contract. And I totally get that. But all Bryce Harper is doing is lighting a match. He's trying to prove to people, hey, I didn't just come to Philly for the money, guys. I came here to win and I'm going to do whatever it takes to get the right guys to come to Philadelphia to help us win. Philly has a good young team, a good young nucleus. I like Gabe Kapler as a manager. I love what he did last year. Even though they finished with two games below 500 I totally understand the vision that he has for this team. And bringing in a guy like Bryce and solidifying him for 13 years, knowing that he's going to be locked in for this long. And like he said in the press conference, if you look at the deal it's broken up to where there's still enough money where they can bring in guys throughout the remainder of this contract to help them build the team. Now, I don't think there's anything wrong with his comments. Like he said, if I didn't mean him, I wouldn't have said him. He's just saying, hey, he never mentioned Mike Trout's name. He said there's a guy that's going to come off the books pretty soon here in a couple years. Maybe we can get him over here. I don't see anything wrong with that, do you? No, you know, no, but it's it just it's – the bottom line is: How are
3: they going to get Mike Trout over there? Mike Trout is going to command about a four hundred million dollar contract. They gave Bryce Harper three hundred and thirty million. Jose, there is no way they're going to have they're going to have three quarters of a billion dollars invested in two players. That's just not going to happen. So.
2: I, you know, I, I mean, to me, it's a moot point. But how do but we know that? How do we know that Philly doesn't have the money? It's how not do we about, know that they can't make it happen? I, I don't, what if Bryce restructures? Uh, uh,
3: well, uh, all those things are a possibility down the road. I don't know that Mike Trout wants to come and play in Philly with Bryce Harper. Mike Trout wants to win. I got a feeling that the hat you're wearing is going to be the next Mike Trout jersey. Really, you, think, you, he's gonna I, you I why, think he's going to be a Dodger? I don't know why. I don't know why. So you don't
2: I, see him going. To, you don't see him going to the Bronx. Here's you here's, don't see him going. Technically, kind of going back home. not isn't, isn't he a New Jersey
3: kid? I put it this way. Yes. Here's the deal. I could definitely potentially see that at some point down the road but la just literally dumped everybody i mean now the the the, the star yeah, of the los angeles true. dodgers is clayton kershaw who throws as hard as about seven or eight high school kids in las vegas And he's now. not even going okay. to start the season
2: on he's going to be on the do correct i mean yeah. i mean
3: the velocity is gone so this team and now they freed up a ton of money to bring on a guy like um, you know like Mike Trout, but but again no. I'm but not, here's the thing: I the Dodgers
2: do didn't want to give Manny Machado a big contract the way that he got. You can actually, you can honestly say that you see the Dodgers giving know. someone like Trout. Yes. Why? Because he's already in LA So it makes it easier Very good Good market Basically he's already there It's market that is in love with
3: him And there are so many people That already have That name on the back of their Los Angeles Angels Or Anaheim Angels jersey So you think it's a
2: good possibility That we can see a lot of people Jump ship because they're they're Angel fans but they're hardcore Mike Trout no, fans I, I, you don't I, see that
3: happening possibly I could see people getting Mike Trout he's the kind of player that I think makes people cross borders so the you think fact, he's a LeBron type player well the bottom line is yes more so than Bryce Harper who sounded a little bit like LeBron James yep. in the statements he just made You're right I agree was, was, he not, was that
2: not like the LeBron James you know, I, Major I, League Baseball I, I agree with you 100% I mean I he's, trying he's trying to build a super team in, in Philly now now okay you know what now here's the thing okay I I, I totally understand now, I'm glad you said that this isn't a point that I was going to bring up but after this we're going to get into the scouting combine but before we get into any type of NFL talk this is the NFL talk that I do want to bring up because you said this Le'Veon Bell just tweeted out earlier he tweeted out to Tyron Matthew the honey badger he tweeted out to Eric Weddle which just got released by the Baltimore Ravens after being there for three years and making three straight Pro Bowls by the way and um, I forgot what the other guy was that he tweeted out to he's like hey what's up where y'all want to go and then Jamal Adams from my New York Jets tweets out, "Come on, man, don't start none of this super team stuff here in the NFL. But look, it's not a super team anymore. Don't you think it's basically happening? Look at look look at the Golden Knights. The Golden Knights have a line that, in my opinion, is like the big three when it came to the Boston Celtics when they set up their line. You have Paul Stastny, Max Pacioretty, and now Stone. I mean." Come on. This is a line that no one expected. It's like Mel said last week, my co-host that was here. It's like having Isaiah Thomas, Larry Bird, and Magic Johnson on the same team. You weren't going to expect that. But isn't that the age that we're living in now? not talking about the Golden Knights or anybody else. But isn't that the age that we're living in now with these super teams? So why not see it in baseball? Jose, I'm not opposed to it at all. I think eventually we will. We kind of do. The Yankees
3: seem to build a super team every three or four years. The The Red Sox... Definitely just built a super team Thanks to uh, the former Detroit Tigers general manager Dave Dombrowski getting
2: involved But, you know, Jose You yes. always throw in that Detroit You always gotta throw in the Detroit well, you, part you know, of you, I, I'm proud You're That's wearing good. an L.A.
3: Dodgers hat Are you proud? Course, yeah, I'm
2: not a Dodger fan But I'm from L.A. So I'm proud that I'm from okay, L.A. You're... So I support the hometown team
3: so, so you're an Angel fan?
2: No, I'm a Yankee fan Come on, now you I, know I, that My son's I, name I, after Derek Jeter I, I understand that I, I, Ay, Dios, I,
3: I, I can't understand that. <laughs> I mean, Saying that you're from L.A but you are a Yankee fan. I mean it's like me saying I'm from Detroit and I'm a Chicago White Sox fan. I mean, that's for the Dodgers a, that's for another the show. The Dodgers <laughs> are the Yankees of the National League even yeah. though they don't put together I agree. teams like these. Right now, so I agree to be of the money. in Dodger town and be a Yankee fan to me is sacrilegious. But that's a that's a discussion for another show. Um what? Go
2: ahead. No, why'd you stop?
3: No, no I, I, <laughs> I just, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying that's a discussion for another show. But, um, you know, I, as far as that whole discussion goes, the super teams in baseball, Jose. I definitely believe that we will see that in right? every Why sport. Not? And, and I don't think it is a bad thing at all. I mean, you know, basketball, the ratings are as high as they've ever been. So it's obviously working with these super teams, even though it is like you have the upper echelon teams. And, I mean, it's Golden State, and then, you know, it's a, it's a little bit of a drop-down to Below them, and yet it's working as far as ratings go and popularity in the NBA. So why not? Me, and the Patriots, you want? I mean, they're never a super me, team, yeah. but they're always in the
2: Super Bowl. And call me crazy, the Patriots didn't even franchise tag two guys that were huge on their Super Bowl team. You know crazy. what I mean? That's a whole other thing too. But seeing super teams, if you think about it, you kind of even see it in college sports now, with with the college transfers. Look it, you just had Jalen Hurts that transferred to Oklahoma. He's over here tweeting out pictures, talking about ready. You know what I mean? Like it, it, this is insane. It's not just in professional sports, but it's all in. Co- it's also in college sports. Now, I do want to move on to the scouting combine. Obviously, there's a lot of talk about DK Metcalf and what he did. And right now, I want to go ahead and play a little bit of audio. Obviously, it's just quick. There's another guy that I want to talk about that I think is a diamond in the rough. But here's what he did, which is Metcalf, and then right after was my guy. Come on. So as you hear, the announcers just can't believe it. This dude is huge, and he runs a 4-3-3. That's one. Now, my guy, if you guys haven't heard of him, Andy Isabella out of UMass. I was talking to our good friend, Emily Van Buskirk, the other day. She said, I haven't heard much about him. All I know is that he's overrated, in my opinion. I disagree with her. The kid was a 2018 college football All-American same exact team that Tua Tagovailoa Viola was on. So this kid must have done something. I've seen some of his tape. I've seen some of his film. And this is what he did in the combine.
5: Four, three, three. Stop.
1: I saw two or three scouts look at their stopwatch and show other scouts. He's fast. We'll put it I that know way. that. But Isabel is a track star, right? Yeah. You point oh, out. yeah. He beat Denzel Ward in 100 in, in Ohio. Denzel Ward ran 4 3 2 here. Right? And, and you-
2: he ended up finished tied for third in the combine with a 4.31. That's not bad. The kid's small. He's fast. Bolitnikoff winner. Werfel trophy winner. Paul Horning winner. Award winner. I mean, this kid has the accolades to prove it. Now, obviously, everybody says, is his style, is his game going to move and adapt to the NFL? And I get that. But if you've seen his highlights and if you've seen what this kid can do, This kid could be the next Wes Welker. He could be the next Julian Edelman, that next great slot receiver that someone could be waiting for. Forget about ah, it. Come on, man. If you have not seen this kid and what he did this year, this kid is unbelievable. This kid is so fast, bro. He will take off behind you, catch the ball, I'm out, touchdown. What's the next audio you're going to play? Uh-huh. Let's go. We all to the races. We all to the races, baby. no, what I'm saying is I just wanted to give you guys my little diamond in the rough when it came to the combine. I know Brian, not sure if you know too much about this kid, but I really like what I saw. I was up last night watching a lot of tape on this kid and a lot of film. I I, I just think that he could be one of those guys that nobody's looking at. That could be a late round bloomer and could do something with somebody in the NFL. Aside from that, is there anyone that you've seen in the combine so far in these last couple days since the combine did start?
3: You know, I think, uh, Mr. Haskins out of Ohio State
2: Really, really okay.
3: I thought he has uh, improved his draft stock he is, here's what he's impressed me most with Jose what is, is that? his ability and something that Caleb Herring has always told me about being a quarterback and at the collegiate level uh, there's three passes you have to make in, in the NFL level there are four passes that you have to make Dwayne Haskins is making every one of these four passes. And he's dropping the ball. He's hitting the windows. Right in the basket. He's dropping yep. it in the basket. He's throwing it over the top and he's hitting the deep ball. And um, it's it's really hard to hit all four of those passes. Now again, he's not in game competition. You're not seeing, you're not seeing Aaron Donald and Adamic and Sue trying to tear his head off, but still, I like what I'm seeing. I didn't know if he was going to end up being an NFL quarterback. I thought he was going to be another one of these Ohio State quarterbacks that have come out, and it's funny, the most successful ones been. Terrell Pryor, who's been successful at wide receiver. So, you know, I mean, I I just didn't know, but I really think I'm watching this kid, and I think we're going to see Dwayne Haskins as a starting quarterback in the National Football League, and that's something one month ago I wouldn't have said.
2: So the fact that Kyler Murray isn't participating fully in the combine— Why would he? No, 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 I'm just saying, now you're saying that a guy like Dwayne Haskins' stock just rose. I think so. And I'm, I don't disagree with you, but what I'm saying is, now that his stock rose, does that kind of hurt Kyler Murray a little bit? Let's, let's stick to the combine here into the draft a little bit. A lot of people were speculating about Arizona, what the Cardinals are going to do. Should they trade Josh Rosen? In my opinion, I say yes, because he's not the style of quarterback that Cliff Kingsbury needs in his offense. Kyler Murray is. With that being said, do the Cardinals still want to possibly take Kyler Murray at one or have their... You know, I switch somewhere else, and are they saying, hey, let's get some more trade, let's get some more picks here, and let's go ahead and stick to Josh Rosen.
3: You know, I, I would be shocked if they get rid of Josh Rosen. I mean, it's one year... You really get, like Rosen a lot, don't you? I, I, I,
2: absolutely not. I've
3: never been a gigantic no? Josh okay, Rosen fan. Okay. But you're, but just, I, you're saying I give him a shot. I think he has all the tools to be an NFL quarterback. I think he was under so much duress last year with the Cardinals and that horrible offensive line. Uh, they did not get the production out of their running game that they thought they would. Um, and I really was surprised that they are talking about or considering making Kyler Murray the first round draft pick and the first pick in the draft to make Oklahoma get the last two drafts number one but here's the biggest thing do you really want to bank on a guy who basically played one year of collegiate football because that's what you're banking on Jose yeah. one year now granted Oklahoma had a tremendous run after winning a, after getting to the playoffs a year before with a whole different quarterback in Baker Mayfield to do what they did was awesome Correct. however I just don't know with Kyler Murray. And it's a real sore subject with me because I'm still really bitter, even though, you know, maybe I'm a little partial because the A's, the AAA franchise, the A's are going to be here in Vegas, and I thought we might get to see Murray by the end of the year. But it's not just that. I'm really pissed because the Oakland A's used a high first-round draft pick to get this kid. Now, granted, he's got to pay him back some money, but... Is that money going to equate to the number what was it, six pick in the draft or seven pick in the draft? There's no way they're going to get equal value. In my opinion, this is this is really screwed up and no one's really talking about it. Somehow this has to stop because a baseball team took a chance. Now you can say, well, why would they take a chance on him? Because he said I'm 100% committed. You don't have to live by that word. There's nobody that's going to kill you in this country for flat out lying. But so you're he saying you don't
2: like the dual sport athlete?
3: It, no, I love the dual sport athlete.
2: The, I, but respect the boundaries and respect the pride of the game.
3: The bottom line is if you went to the Oakland A's and you said to them when they're interviewing you and potentially going to use a very high first-round draft pick on you that, hey, I am considering playing football. You know, you're going to let me play. They agreed to let him play at Oklahoma this year, and if I do really well, I might, you know, I I can't 110% guarantee you that I'm going to play baseball. But then he says that he doesn't get the signing bonuses he signed and everything else, and who knew he would have this kind of season at Oklahoma? But again, Jose, I just think it's very unfair to the Oakland A's and somehow they need to be compensated for this more than just getting their money back because you can't... That is too too high of a draft pick to just lose. And that's why the subject's a little bit sore with me. I would <laughs> love to see Kyler Murray play both sports. I would love to be him to see him be the first quarterback. We're not gonna see it. To also play baseball. You never know down the road, four years down knows, the road. Man, things change.
2: Things do change. But
3: but I'm just telling you, brother, I I I'm not happy about it at all. Let's I move on because I don't a- want you to be
2: happy. Okay. I mean I want you to make, be happy. I'm happy. sorry. Let's let's make you happy because Well said. Let, let's get into a conversation about the Denver Broncos. You and I had a very, very interesting conversation a few weeks ago when we talked about the Denver Broncos trading for your guy. No, I'm just kidding because I know he's not your guy. Joe Flacco. Okay. You said that he's washed up. It was, it was horrible and I get it. Everybody has their opinions. I still think it was a decent trade. He's on his final wheels. He did win a Super Bowl and an MVP, but we'll leave it at that. Now, Denver Broncos are back in the news today. According to Adam Schefter and some of his sources as always, the Denver Broncos have agreed to trade quarterback Case Keenum to the Washington Redskins for a six round pick in the 2020 draft. Now, not only that, Washington will also get a 2020 seventh rounder from Denver. Keenum, obviously 31 years old. He was currently currently slated to make 21 million against the Broncos cap after signing that two year deal worth 36 million the last offseason after the run that he had with the Minnesota Vikings. Now, we know what happened in Washington with Alex Smith. The surgery didn't go that well. He's had numerous surgeries over and over to clean up infections in the leg. So we understand that it's going to be a long and tough road back. Even Jay Gruden said, we're sticking with him, but we don't know when and if he's going to come back. They love Colt McCoy, which to my, I still don't understand why why teams still think Colt McCoy is a good NFL quarterback because he's not. Exactly. He's a donkey. That's literally what he is. He was a good college quarterback and that was it. So now they're trading for Case Keenum. I <laughs> I was a, K- a Case Keenum guy when he was in Minnesota. I don't know about this trade anymore. I mean, at this point, I think that Washington's just, yeah, that's all it is, man. They're just, they're reaching. They really are. I think this might even be Jay Gruden's last season because I don't see them doing anything with Case Keenum, man. What do you think, Brian? Exactly. The, the damn clock ticking. is ticking, yeah. man. That's all it is. No,
3: um, you know, I told you that I think Case Keenum is an, excellent backup quarterback and could be a starter on some of the teams in the national football league. Could there are definitely some quarterbacks that I would take Case Keenum Could he win over. a
2: championship in the AAF?
3: Why not? I will, say, <laughs> I will always say, put any quarterback that is serviceable yeah. on a team with an exceptional defense and they can win a Super Bowl. We've seen it. Of course. We have seen it. Defense truly does win championships. I agree. Um, I like Case Keenum at this point in time better than Joe Flacco. Now, prime to prime, I'm taking Joe Flacco all day. At one point in time, Jose, Joe Flacco had one of the biggest arms in the National Football
2: League. You sure did. He
3: does not. Just like at one point in time, Clayton Kershaw
2: had one of the biggest arms in Major but League what Baseball. What happened? What do you think happened? Well, he got old, man. He's a, not that. I mean, come on, man. You act oh, like He's been in the league for ten, 15, I mean, you act like he's been in the league for fifteen, sixteen years. Jose,
3: a quarterback, when you're throwing that many passes over that amount of of time it can affect your the, the velocity. It's just a natural aging. Process. So then, so then
2: it's safe to say that all the passes that Andrew Luck threw this year are going to affect him big time coming up this year because that dude was on fire last season. No, Andrew Luck
3: is still a young man. He's a lot younger than Joe Flacco. All right. But going back to I Joe mean Flacco I'm just then. saying Joe Flacco, like I said, would I put him as my backup on my uh, the Detroit Lions to back up uh you know to back Matt Matthew Stafford? Stafford? Of Stafford? Of course. Absolutely. But do I want him to try to lead me to the promised land? No. The only way he's leading anyone to the promised land is he gets on a team like a team like when Trent Dilfer was on the Baltimore Ravens or when Brad Johnson was on the Tampa, Bay Tampa Buccaneers. Bay Buccaneers. Okay, yep. that's how he can win a championship Correct. he needs a team with that kind of defense otherwise no chance Joe Flacco's winning nothing more thank God he got his MVP he got a trip to Disneyland and he's got a ring he should be happy with that that's it end of story kaput done
2: <laughs> <laughs> ah, you took the very words right out of my mouth so coming in the rear once again this is sudden death KSHP Radio the rear, 18, 1400 what yeah. is that Coming in at the end, man, the final part of our starting lineup. There's the rear, baby. That you know, and that's a per- that you know that's a perfect sound to get into this final segment of our starting lineup. Because that is exactly what the LA Lakers are right now. Oh god. That's exactly what they are. You sm- just like when we go to Thomas and Mac, you smell that? That's exactly what the Lakers are. Someone opened the sewer and said, Here, crawl right into it, because this is where you guys belong. First of all, let me say one thing about the L.A. Lakers. Snoop Dogg, you need to hold it back, stop smoking so much, and relax. Talking about, oh, you guys got to get LeBron some help. We got to get these, you know, get them back on a slave trip and get them back. Relax. You went too far. It's not the whole team. If you saw the video of Kyle Kuzma shoving LeBron James into Patrick Beverly to play some defense, then, hmm, obviously, LeBron's not really putting it all together, is he? Not only that, LeBron on the inbound pass, nice and slow, throws it off the backboard, and he's like, oh, man, here's the thing, guys. Let's get this straight, and let's get it straight once and for all. I'm a Laker fan, but I'm going to be real. LeBron James should have never came to the Los Angeles Lakers, and here is why. There are way too many young guys on this team, and the Lakers are in a rebuild season. Not only that, the Lakers should not be signing these one-year waste-of-money contracts. Sign guys that are going to be here that you want to create and do something with. LeBron James should have gone to Philadelphia. Philadelphia is a team that's ready to win now, and it would probably been a lot better. Now, I'm not saying that it's LeBron James's fault. Because it's easy for us as the media to point fingers on things that we don't know about. Because we honestly don't know what's going on behind closed doors. But the one thing that I will say is, and I'm a big Luke Walton fan, I have his jersey when he was with the Lakers. I liked it when he was in Arizona. But I don't think he's fit to be the coach of the Los Angeles Lakers. Nobody right does. Now. now, also, we have reports now coming out that Magic Johnson and LeBron James both want Mike Shashevsky as a coach. We all know damn well Mike Krzyzewski's not coming to coach the Los Angeles Lakers. The only way that would happen is if Zion gets healthy, he comes back, they win a national championship, and he goes out on top. But but even then, I don't see it
3: happening. There is no way. There's no way that it's going to happen. It's not about just that happening. Jose. there is no way that Mike Shishkovsky you and know, I'm saying this flat out is going to be able to handle the egos of the NBA when they're not in a I U.S. Agree. Olympic type of format. That's a different thing when you put together a dream team. You're not really coaching them; they coach themselves. If I'm he tries to just coach a team, yeah. And he, I'm not saying that he the he egos in the NBA are so different. Mike, but it's was a
2: lose-lose situation I, for the guy. Now here's the thing: the Lakers are basically six and a half games out of the eight seed behind the Clippers out of all teams, which were number one earlier in the season, and everybody was going crazy saying the Clippers are back. They're barely holding on to the eight seed. But anyways, there's only 17 games left for the Lakers to play. With everything that I just said, with all the crap going on in and out of the locker room, Rajon Rondo sitting with the fans on the bench at the end of the night the other night, he's not going to get fined eventually. Would you just say, hey, LeBron, let's go ahead and shut you down Let's get you ready for next season, and we'll really make that push next year.
4: There's a
2: fine line. I don't know what happened to that, but. uh, Right? I mean, is it a bad idea? I I think it's a
4: good idea. I
2: think it's a
3: great idea. I'm surprised they didn't shut him down earlier and more. Thank you. but. But. You know, you're talking about a guy that's making a lot of money. You're talking about the, the, about a guy that is the face of the National Basketball Association. I don't know, honestly, how you shut this guy down because there's just too many people. When the L.A. Lakers go on the road, the draw is LeBron James. You take Correct, money of out of every other NBA team's pocket when he doesn't show it. And, and on top of that, the people that don't have season tickets to the Lakers— If you find out LeBron's not playing, you might start not going to as many games. It's a team that's not going to make the playoffs. But you know what? Right now, it might be a a cheap... Ticket in San Antonio to see the Lakers play the the, the the San Antonio Spurs
2: could be a nice cheap ticket, and you get to see LeBron James. So, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But before we go to break, a good buddy of ours, Chris Wynn, just chimes in. He goes, "Guys, there's a better chance that Chuck Daly comes back and coaches the Lakers than, shutting LeBron than, there, James. Is a, than there is a co- no no no. no then there is a chance of Coach K going to coach the Lakers. So yeah, once again, Brian Feldman, Jose V." KSHP, AM 1400 Radio. This is Sudden Death. We got to take a quick break, but when we get back, we're going to get into some Golden Knights talk. Golden Knights get their fifth straight victory last night. They're hot, 10 straight points. I'm loving it. Brian was there last night. We got some audio. We'll give you our thoughts. We'll be right back.
3: If you have or ever intend on making any real estate transaction that involves a mortgage, or if you simply want to learn more about mortgages and real estate in Nevada, make sure you clear Friday nights from 6 to 7 p.m. I'm senior loan originator Brian Feldman, and I'll be hosting Rent It, Buy It, Refi It, the most comprehensive, informative, and interactive mortgage real estate show in Las Vegas. I'll be talking to industry leaders and answering all your questions. That's Rent It, Buy It, Refi It on 1400 AM KSHP, Fridays from 6 to 7 p.m. If you have a roof over your head, don't miss this show.
2: You're killing me, Smalls. Check it out. It's Jose V, host of Sudden Death, here on KSHP. Every single Thursday night, co-host Brian Feldman and I will be going back and forth, giving you real sports talk conversation. Not that commercialized BS that you're hearing on every other radio station. So check this out. The name of the show is Sudden Death with me, Jose V, and co-host Brian Feldman. Every Thursday night from 8 to 9 p.m. here on KSHP. Also streaming live on KSHP.com.
3: Whether you're looking to buy a home or refinance the home you're in, the Cardinal Financial Company is the first and only call you need to make. In one phone call, all your questions will be answered, you'll know exactly what mortgage programs you qualify for, and what it's going to take to accomplish your home financing needs. In that initial conversation, we can determine your eligibility and generate a pre-approval letter, meaning you could be putting an offer on your next home the same day. Once in contract, you'll see why Cardinal Financial is known for impeccable customer service, a user-friendly process that practically does everything for you, and closing in as timely of a manner as any company in the industry. And just an FYI, when I'm not playing radio host, I'm in my office at Cardinal Financial as a senior loan officer waiting to hear from you. Call me personally at 702-342-8236 or email me at brian.feldman at cardinalfinancial.com and I'm LS number 116-225. Cardo Financial Company, LP. Visit us at cardofinancial.com. NMLS ID 66247. Equal housing opportunity.
2: Back, case HP radio, 1400 AM, sudden death. Jose V, Brian filming right in front of me. So, Brian, last night the Golden Knights did play, and you got a chance to talk to somebody, right?
3: Pretty cool, yes. I was at the game last night, and I, I, I get it. You know, it, it always brings chills to my... I
4: know. Yeah, but, uh, seriously, man. It
3: chills up and down my spine every time the game starts. It, it's still a really cool thing, even though it doesn't quite have the swag and the atmosphere it did last year. It's awesome. And last night, huge game to me against Calgary. Calgary um, is very well could be their first-round opponent, and um, they are going to be a tough out, and I thought last night would really kind of give us a barometer of where they're at right now, and... Um, the Vegas Golden Knights look really good. I'll tell you what, the second line with with the three newcomers, with Pascheretti, Statsny, and Mark Stone, absolutely looks really, really good. The power play looks like it's coming back. They did well on the penalty kill. And um, I'll tell you right now, the Golden Knights, if Marc-Andre Fleury can play like he did for most of the game last night, again this year in the playoffs, it's all about hot goaltending when you get to the Stanley Cup playoffs. As far as a team that might not be playing as well as other teams doing well, you know, and, and again, I'll always use this as an example, Jonathan Quick of the LA Kings, uh, my God, when they had the A seed that year, he was just impermeable. And that's the one thing in any other sport you don't get that you get in hockey. One player, meaning your goaltender, can little, literally change the dynamics of the entire playoffs. And I've seen it happen time and time again. And Marc-Andre Fleury is one of those guys, Jose. But we did get a chance to talk to uh last night after the game. I did... I. I, I talk to Mark-Andre Fleury briefly, a little bit to Derek England, who I think last night was the best game of his career as a Golden Knight, and I got a chance to talk to Braden McNabb, who has had his ups and downs this year, but he is a key, integral part of the Vegas Golden Knights on the defensive end, and this was last night. To stay aggressive, and at the, after you score of that tying goal, Derek scores the game at go-ahead goal. For you guys to stay aggressive,
5: yeah, huge. You know, we, you know, we want to keep uh, keep the momentum going. We, you know, we got follow-up goals in the right way, and you know, we did a great job. of Keep pushing. We weren't, we didn't lay back. Once you lay back, you get in trouble with a team like this. And we didn't do that tonight, so uh, it was a good third period win, and you know, it's a good. Uh, Experience for us. Sure. What's brought
3: you guys together? Playing so well, especially these last five games, it really seems like there's an extra jump into the step of a lot of players.
5: Yeah, we're we're playing well, uh, playing how we should have been playing. Uh, you know, we, we sometimes I don't know what it is. It's hockey's a weird game. And something sometimes it doesn't click, and you know it's been clicking as of right now. But uh, still quite a bit of season left, so. This is just a stretch of five games. We just need to be uh, consistent throughout the rest of the season. How do
3: you feel about where you're at right now?
5: We're good. Yeah, we're we're playing well. We're playing the right way. When we play the right way, we know as a group we're pretty hard to beat. I'm pretty confident we can win every night. If we play the way we know we have to play. Thank you.
2: Great great little interview there. I mean, Brian, you're always in the locker room. You're always talking to these guys. You go to a lot more games than I do, so you obviously – are very comfortable speaking with to these guys every single night after their games, huge win last night, two to one. Once again, golden Knights over the Calgary flames, Calgary leading the division right now, the Pacific over the golden Knights. They do have 89 points. So they're 10 points above the Knights. Now San Jose is still kind of in reach there for the Vegas golden Knights with 86 points. But is it safe to say that this is probably the highest we're going to see the golden Knights finish out the season, Brian? I mean, You are the hockey guy here. That's why I love having these segments with you because you bring a lot more knowledge to it. And you follow the Golden Knights in a different aspect than other people do overall. So with that being said, 79 points, 10 points away from Calgary. Do you see this team shifting anywhere? Next game in Vancouver... I mean, Vancouver's below them. We got nothing to worry about there. But do we honestly see the Golden Knights moving up? After getting the line that they, like you said, that they got, now you got Stone, Pacioretty, Stastny, but you still have players like Marshall, Carlson, Riley, you know what I mean, Nate Smith. I mean, you have an all-star, unbelievable brick wall, like Marc-Andre Fleury protecting that net. There's no stopping this team once they get into the playoffs, in my opinion. But is it safe to say that this is the highest we're going to see them go? Moving into the, in, into the into the into the postseason. Yeah, I don't
3: see them getting above third place in the Pacific Division. Jose, San Jose, and uh, Calgary both have a decent lead on them, and there's just not enough season left. I don't think you know we get into early April and it's over with. It's going to be tough for them to move out of the three hole in the Pacific Division. It's going to be tough this year. I will tell you right now, um, there are some just ridiculous teams in the National Hockey League this year, uh, playing great hockey and. Teams that you're going to have to fear. Winnipeg's cooled off a little bit, but they are still going to be such a tough out in the postseason. The Nashville Predators, uh, you know, I think they're like six and four in their last ten games, but still a really, really good hockey team. Yeah, Nashville and and
2: Winnipeg are a point apart from each other. And
3: and Calgary last night. I mean, Calgary's got some guys in this team that can flat out score and can flat out play, and they are going to be awful tough. In you know, again with Calgary, it is going to be interesting. They've got two goaltenders that both play a lot. Both Riddich and Mike Smith play a lot for this team. So it's nice to have two guys that one gets gets hot. Both these guys are starting goaltenders. With the Knights, they're really going to lean on Marc-Andre Fleury. Uh, you know, Malcolm Subban this year, hey, he has really, I think, improved a great deal in the limited time he's had between the pipes. But Marc-Andre Fleury, this team's going to live and die with him. And I just don't know, Jose, at times this year, he has looked spectacular as always. There's been other times we've seen lapses, and I don't know what that is. I don't know if that is... You know, too much time in the national hockey league. It is. But. Mark andre Fleury still has the ability to to make a playoff run. Can this team go back to the Stanley Cup Finals? I'm going to be I, honest with you, I, 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 I highly doubt it. I, I mean, just being you know being straightforward with you, I, I can't. It's so tough to do. But could they? Sure, why not? The cool thing about the Knights is a lot of players on this team have Stanley Cup Finals experience, and that goes a long way. Once you've experienced the postseason in the National Hockey League, when you step up a notch with guys that move this fast, it is incredible the, the the level you know the speed and the Golden Knights already have the ability to do that
2: now Calgary loses their fourth game in a row now yep a lot of people are saying it's time for calls for concern Calgary's been hot all year I don't think there's there's any calls for concern it happens teams go on slumps the Golden Knights went on slumps it happens. The one team that people were saying that the Golden Knights had to worry about, though, was the Arizona Coyotes, because Arizona got fairly close to the Golden Knights. I think they got up to as close as six points within them Mm -hmm. of reaching that third spot. Now, Edmonton is also hot right now. They're on a four-game winning streak, as are the Golden Knights. The San Jose Sharks are on a two-game winning streak, but... Like you pointed out, Nashville and Winnipeg, in my opinion, are the two teams that I believe you have to watch in the Western Conference. They are literally neck and neck, one point apart from each other. But then when you flip over to the Eastern Conference, obviously Tampa Bay still doing what they're doing. 8-2 in their last 10. They Tampa yeah. Bay is unbelievable. And then, and then not only that, Boston getting hot again too, man. Boston. Boston's Boston. 9-0-1 in yeah, their they, last 10. They haven't ten. lost in 10 Five-game winning yeah. streak overall. I mean, yep. it, it's just it's unbelievable what these teams on the eastern you are know, And you the know has been
3: playing really well lately too, Jose, which is really scary. Washington Capitals. You know it, man. The Washington and I mean, that is Capitals. I'm team. sorry if I took the words yeah, right no, out of your you mouth. But That's, the that,
2: Washington Capitals yeah, are hot right now. But you know you know a team that I feel that, and I don't know that much about hockey because you know I'm still getting getting into all this, but the one team that I have been seeing that I don't think people are giving a lot of respect to are the New York Islanders. I mean the New York Islanders gotta get a little bit of more, you know, being spoken about them. I don't really hear too much chatter about the Islanders. Is the Islanders a team that we shouldn't worry about because people are thinking that they're just gonna flounder and the other teams below them are going to come up? Or is a team like the New York Islanders a team that we have to worry about coming into the postseason? Oh well, Jose,
3: come on, they've got, the, you know, they're they're, the, they're leading the, uh, you know, they're right there with with the Capitals in the Metropolitan Division over in the Eastern Conference. They're one and two. right behind and, them. And, and, yeah. and, you know, and, you know, Pittsburgh and Carolina, I, I mean, the Hurricanes yeah. are playing some they're solid hockey this Eight, year one and one the uh, in their last ten games. Yeah. But, um, absolutely you have to worry about the New York Islanders. The New York Islanders are a team that could surprise everyone. Again, when you talk about the Islanders, though, it's going to come down to goaltending and, uh, and I still say that every year I mean a team like Washington you know you're going to have to win it obviously by putting the puck in the net but that's the bottom line you've got to put the puck in the net and um, New York Islanders have a guy very capable of uh, taking that team to the
2: promised land so with that being said hopefully the Golden Knights can keep it going I like what I'm seeing now I think they'll be alright I think they'll make a good run it's yet to be seen still a lot of hockey left so we'll see what happens there let's go ahead and switch some gears here as we go ahead and leave the Golden Knights chatter, we do have to get into some UNLV Running Rebel Talk. Obviously, UNLV Running Rebel Talk has been the big chatter around town, through the media, on social media. Some media members have been going at each other back and forth. Some people are green, some people not. Yeah, exactly. But you know what it is? UNLV is in a sad state of affairs right now. A lot of people are saying, well, I see improvement if you look at UNOV's growth, 2017, they're 11 and 21. 2018, they're 20 and 13. But wait, now they're regressing. They're 16 and 13. Uh-uh. That's not great. That's one. Now I get it. In Mountain West play, they've gotten better overall. 2017, 4 and 14, number 11 seed. Last year, 8 and 10, an 8 seed right now no matter what happens if the season loses ends they end up being a fifth seed regardless if i get that correct so yes i get it growth but the mountain west is also trash the mountain west is at a, it's just it's it's lonely downright just horrible i'm sorry I understand that some people want to defend Marvin Menzies. And you know what? I got to take a step back and I got to give him credit for a lot because he did bring in a guy like Chris Clyburn and he made a guy like Chris Clyburn who he is today. So I understand that. I totally get it. You got to coach. Not only that, the first year that he was here, he did not have his team. I understand that as well. Now, are we going to give this guy one more year? I don't know. I'm not the UNLV, you know, AD. I can't can't give you that answer. I really can't. But should it just stop and should we just leave it alone now and just say, okay, you know what? Marvin's going to get another year. I don't think he deserves another year, but who are we to say what he deserves and what he doesn't deserve? But you made a good point. If Marvin comes back, he's not going to be the savior of this team. He's probably not even the future of this team. But you have to give him that final year. I switch my gears now. I agree. I'm not jumping on the Marvin Menzies bandwagon. I'm not saying he's still the coach of the future and he's going to be here moving forward for the long haul. I don't even believe that in anybody's right mind that anyone believes that. But I think right now it's time for everybody, and I'm saying everybody in the media, everybody on social media, to take a chill pill, relax. Shut the front door. Exactly. That's exactly what you got to do. And just sit down and chill, man. Let the season be over. Let's see what happened. Let UNLV do what they do. That's why they pay Desiree Reed Francois. Let her do her damn job. Brian, is Colorado going to state, going to beat UNLV? In this upcoming game,
3: I actually think UNLV is going to win this game. There we go. I, and and I'll and I'll tell you, Jose. I mean, what you said, I, I I get it, and 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 I'm glad you're 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 in the agreement of Menzies. But understand, it's not a bandwagon that I'm on. It's not that I'm saying no. I'm not Marvin saying Men- you're No, a no, bandwagon. no. I, I, I'm, I'm talking about in general. Okay, okay. Yeah. It's not a bandwagon or anything like this. Be, being being a Marvin Menzies, you know, supporter to, put, to coach one more year. It is simply this: the Mountain West is down. So let's point. out our fingers, which some of our friends do, and yell about UNLV and how bad they are. What about the other teams? What about how bad Colorado State is? What about Paul Weir in New Mexico, who last year took that team, surprisingly, to the Mountain West Conference Tournament Championship game, yep. and everyone was talking about, this is this guy's going to be coaching at a Power 5 conference in a couple of years. Now, I don't even know if he'll be at New Mexico next year. This is You you can't just look at UNLV. Look at the entire conference, people, and, and Teams are, judge him. Yeah. On, if he's better in the conference, okay, so the conference is really bad. Well, what about the rest of the conference? They're still finishing in the upper half of the conference, Mm -hmm. okay? Not that it's an improvement. That's not what I'm saying. I am simply saying that... According to the conference record, it is the most amount of conference wins they've had in a number of years, number one. Okay, This team is completely Marvin Menzies' team now. He's put it together. There is some talent on this team. Is he the guy to coach him anywhere good? And some of our friends say, well, next year it's unfair because this team should be one of the better teams in the conference. They should, and Marvin Menzies put them in place to To be be that. Okay. And I don't care. It's a bad conference. But blame everybody because next year, watch Reno. That's going to be a whole different basketball team. Without three star players and the coach is probably going to be gone. Okay. Utah State, I still think they'll be in the running. I love their coach. I love the program and what they're doing up there. But it's a bad, it's as bad of a Mountain West Conference as I remember since I've been here. But, again, it's on the entire conference, not just UNLV. And that's what we all have to look at. It's on all of them. So Marvin Menzies has to go and fire every damn coach in the conference. Right? <laughs> I mean, I mean, come on,
2: nah, man. I know. I Let
3: know. him stay one more year. Let him either succeed or fail. He is not the okay, long-term so here, answer. He, so here's He's the thing. still a stopgap.
2: Okay, so here's the thing. Obviously, we know what he can and can't do as a coach. We're not coaches. We don't coach collegiate basketball or any type of collegiate sports. But what does he have to do, and what does what does the program have to do to get people in the stands then, Brian? Because obviously, he, that's where we're getting most of this ridiculous chatter. Oh, Marvin's got to go. Look at the stands. I'm sorry. If you can't fill an arena, that doesn't necessarily mean you got to lose your job. It's on what's on the court, what the players are doing. Well, that's why some people are saying he should lose his job, because they don't look great overall. But... There's a lot of chatter with they can't fill an arena, he shouldn't be here. I don't think it's about that. There's guys that can't fill arenas and are still winning and have a better record than UNLV. So let's not talk about filling arenas overall because I don't think that that's the point here. But is he here next year, Brian? Honestly, do you honestly, honestly, I know I keep asking you this all the time, but I'm not saying do you think that he should be fired? No. Do you honestly believe that UNLV is going to keep him around for one more year? Yes. Yes.
3: Why? Because, again, as I've said many times, who. Are they going to replace him? Who is the Board of Regents going to agree to pay to replace Marvin Menzies to give Desirée Francois the green light to fire him and hire a new coach? I just don't see it. The, the, the only name again that made any sense to me that would take the money is Thad Mata, he, You know the old Ohio State yeah. coach. He's got health issues. Number one, he's That's an tough. older guy, and I don't. The, the bottom line is they don't even want him. It's not even in the discussion. Rick Pitino has been the main discussion. He said himself they haven't even talked to him. He could be lying, but they're never going to pay. Rick Pitino, and one thing you have to take into consideration, if you hire a Rick Pitino, the president, the athletic director, they now lo- now no longer have authority. Because Rick Pitino becomes the president, the AD, everything, and the Board of everything. Regents at this school. Because that's the kind of respect he would command. And my God, he could get this school in tons of trouble. He's got a checkered past. I think he's a great coach. Would I want him if they could get him? Absolutely. Don't, mis- don't misunderstand what I'm saying. But I'm saying, forget about Rick Pitino right now. This school... The best they could do Jose is take a shot on an assistant coach and hope they end up like Fresno State did. Okay, that's the best they can hope for right now. But the chances of that happening you're literally rolling the dice and you're rolling loaded dice I because it, it just I agree. so so why make a change right now? Let Menzies play what, out what was, his fourth year. What was the
2: year. metaphor you used with the Band-Aid?
3: Band-aid on a bullet hole, brother. There you go. I you know people disagree with me. They don't like the metaphor when I say it this oh, I'm not because disagreeing with but you. but the thing is is Menzies is a bandaid on a bullet hole. I'm not saying that he's not, but so right just, now, let's just let him write it out. The bandaid let is stuck. It it's,
2: it's we're I'll still give, ble- him his, give him his fourth yes. year. If at the end of the fourth year you know it didn't work, then, hey, we gave it to you, we finished it, and then what do you think, you know? I'm just answering, your, to answer your
3: question initially, what would it take, okay, to, to, to fill the Thomas and Mac? And you said it's not about that. It is about that, 100%. They need revenue desperately. They cannot have another two seasons like we've seen this year at the Thomas and Mac. That will be catastrophic. So what are the two things? Number one, first and foremost, and you hit the nail on that. head, everyone, that's obvious, winning you got to win. Winning puts asses in seats. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. And the next thing that you got to do, Jose, the next thing, you need a coach. And, matter of fact, to me, the first thing would be a coach and that's why a guy like Rick Pitino, even a Thad Mata would make sense because it would bring people in if you hire an assistant coach from somewhere nobody is going to care unless they win but if you hire a big name coach people will come just to see the coach and then winning would be a bonus so first and foremost a coach secondly winning but overall you gotta win and um, right now this team needs to be left alone simply because they are what they are and that's it. And what we're going to see in the Mountain West Conference Tournament, they're probably going to lose in the first game. They probably will to a Fresno State or possibly to a San Diego State. And well, that, and, and is, that's going to happen.
2: That, that is yet to be seen. But remember, guys, UNOV does play Colorado State this Saturday, 7 p.m. on the road. Go ahead and catch that somewhere. Check it out at home. Give the team some support. Even though they're on the road, just check them out, man. Hopefully they can get the W. Let's give Marvin some support. He's still here if you want to talk trash about them, let's wait till the end of the season, or let's no, wait to talk a- all the trash. No, once. but let's give the I guys mean- some respect. Let them finish out the season. But with that being said, let's hope you know we we'll just don't w- have any racial w- epithets. Exactly, no a racial okay, epithets. Leave those on. out of the picture. Now, now, now let's make that, let's leaves, leave that please. there. Now I'm gonna get into a little bit of soccer. I got my LV Lights FC sweater on. Brian doesn't know too much about soccer, but hey, don't hate him for it. The guy just doesn't really watch soccer too much. It's okay, but he knows what football is, so it's okay. It's not a problem. One cool thing I want to let you guys know coming up this weekend, Saturday, March 9th. If Las Vegas does not defeat Austin Bold FC in the USL season opener this Saturday, all fans in attendance will receive a free ticket to the Lights FC game next home match. Brett Lashbrook, the owner of the Lights FC, did make a guarantee just like Broadway Joe did, saying, hey, either we win or everybody wins. So if you guys are in attendance and you buy a ticket and you lose... You are going for free to the very next home game. So that's pretty cool. One last thing I want to let you guys know if you did not know. One thing that I think is pretty cool because a lot of people out there have internet, they have Cox. Cox recently just signed a 10-year deal to be one of the founding fathers with the Raiders for the new stadium, which is pretty sweet. If you know about internet and you have Wi-Fi all over the city, you're going to have secure networks. Not only that, one gig of internet. Some people don't even have one gig of internet at home right now, man. So that's pretty cool. Gives you a more fan-friendly experience. You guys can do stuff from your phone, order food, do all of that. So it's pretty sweet, man. I have the pleasure of working with Cox, and I work at Cox. So you know what? I cannot complain. Great company. But it's cool, man. They're going to do a lot of new things with this stadium. So I hope you guys go out there, check it out, support. Remember, LV Raiders 2020. you got to support the team. Even if you're not a Raider fan, make sure you get out there. Do what you got to do. Social love. We're going to be a professional sports franchise city complete, man. We're going to get NBA soon. MLB, I think, will be the last one we get because we just built the new stadium in Summerland. So we can't really have, you know, two teams here at once. I totally get that. But, Brian, when are we going to get you to a soccer game, man? I've been to soccer games. It's not like when I haven't are we gonna get you to a lights game? Um, soon. You know what?
3: I will go to. A I'm not soccer saying you've never. Game. No, been so and it's not that when I. Are we get Jose, you to it is game? not. It is not that I don't <laughs> understand the game at all. No, I do, I and it's definitely either. not I like it. that I don't like it. I just kind of get tuned in when the World Cup comes around. Damn, I'm not you a go. huge fan. You I know, I let's call me Americanized still. And even though we are starting to morph into a soccer country, as far as you know, maybe being the sixth sport behind golf. Yeah. Um, you know, and maybe seventh behind auto racing still. But the bottom line is, is I will go out to a game. I want to check it out. I think Cashman, I want to see what it looks like seeing a soccer game at
2: Cashman Field. The grass is really nice, man. I've been out there a few times this season already for the preseason games. Really fun. Remember Eric Guinaldo, the new head coach of the Las Vegas Lights FC, U.S. soccer legend. Go ahead and check him out this Saturday. Game time is 7.30 p.m. And I do believe that Brian wants to let you guys know something, right? No, bro. no,
3: no. I was just thought you know, we got a minute. We got a minute. I started the. Matter of fact, I started the music too soon. So there I started <laughs> again. So it's we all got, good, man. Got, no, so, man. I, I'm just saying, Jose, first of all, you know, good, good deal with the show today. UNLV, Colorado State. I'm going to tell you right now, Colorado State, I believe, is going to lose that game to UNLV. They'll go out you. winning, winning uh, their, their last two games, which would be huge for them. And don't um,
2: forget, guys, every single show that we do is podcasted out on Anchor. Not only that, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can check us out there all the time. And if you guys know where Brian's at, follow him right down the radio dial. Sunday mornings, you can listen to everything he's got going on. And tomorrow, rent it, buy it, refi it, 6 to 7 p.m., right here, KSHP Radio. Once again, this has been Sudden Death. I am Jose V. He is Brian Fellman. We are out.
1: Coach Harvey Hyde is heard right here. AM 1400, KSHP, North Las Vegas, at KSHP.com. USA Radio News with Robert Walensky.
0: In the headlines this hour, Paul Manafort, President Trump's former campaign advisor, sentenced to just shy of four years in prison. The charge is not related to the Russia investigation, but stemming from bank fraud